Welcome back to another episode of Coaching Falcons. I'm Steve Johnson. I'm the host of the podcast, and I have an exciting guest with me today, a former student athlete from Perry Meridian High School and a former coach and an individual that is responsible for uh, the success of Perry Meridian uh, football, track and field, basketball, all the sports at Perry Meridian, and that's strength coach Mike Tomey. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Great, Coach Jay. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Thought that we'll get together and talk a little bit of uh, strength training and talk how uh, you were uh, able to help support and uh, get Perimarine back on the back on the uh, field and keep us strong, keep us healthy, and uh, to get us stronger so that we can compete with some of the best schools in Marion County. All right. Um, let's tell us, give us a little history of yourself, Mike. What was it like when you were at Perry Meridian? It was really awesome because we were the very first class at Perry Meridian. It opened up my junior year, so we didn't have seniors the first year. They let the seniors go to Southport and graduate. Um, it was awesome. I mean, we had great coaches. Uh, Kelly Clore was, he directed the program, and we ran pretty much a, a modern offense for them. Everybody else was running T formations and things like that. And, we had kind of a wide-open passing game, and we ran the ball really, really successfully. Uh, we won the Marion County Championship the first year of school open. We went 5-5, five and five, but all five games were Marion County games, so we yeah, yeah. went undefeated in that. And then the next year, we went 8-2. and two. We had some key injuries, or, or we probably could have all gone undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. And, and they don't have a Marion County Championship now. Uh, however, because Marion County has blown up so much, it's tough to do that. And all the schools are in different conferences and so on. So you have schools that are in the MIC conference. You have some that's in Conference Indiana. You have some that's in the Midwest, a mid-state conference. So Marion County is not like it used to be. I, I think when I first got here, Perry Meridian had been pretty much independent until I think they got into the CSAC conference for a very short period of time. And then it dissolved. And then Perry went to... Um, uh, Conference Indiana and stayed in that for, gosh, probably 16, 17 years. And just within the last four or five years, um, Perry Meridians left the um, Conference Indiana. Southport stayed in Conference Indiana, and it joined the uh, Mid-State Conference. All right, Mike, um, what, was, what, what did you do prior to coming to Perry Meridian High School? Um, Prior to coming to Perry Meridian, I was the middle school PE teacher for six years. It was Meridian Middle School then. Now it's Perry Meridian Middle School. So I had sixth, seventh, and eighth grade PE for those years. Okay, okay. And what what caused you to come across the street to to Perry? Um, I always wanted. I love strength training. I've read it and I did it since I got a, one of those 110 pound weight sets when you're when I was an eighth grader. So I always was really into training strength training and sports and, and read everything I could. And then when the job opened at Perry, I was praying that I would get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who was the, the former strength coach, if you remember? It was John Dickey was the very first one. Okay. And he was there, I believe, three years before I came in. Okay. Um, 
facility-wise, what was the facility like when you when you uh, arrived at Perry? Where was the weight room? You know, what were the what were the athletes like? What did you have to do to um, help uh, Perry Meridian get stronger, bigger, faster, and stronger, and start succeeding in athletics? When I first got there, we were it's Jill Brunick's office is now where the weight room was it was very small and we had small nautilus equipment but it worked it was fine but we, we only had i think two squat racks and two bench presses so it was really small but uh we knocked out a wall that was an equipment room and made it bigger and then in 2000 the new weight room opened up so okay now were you inspirational and and helping to get that new weight room set up or did you have any input in it or anything i got to order the equipment and okay sat down with some designers and we planned what we needed. So we needed, we got, we had seven squat racks and got more benches and clean platforms to power clean on. We had a, just a wooden board that we power cleaned in the old weight room. So it, it got beat up pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and what, what was the program that you used and how, how was it that you were able to, uh, uh, motivate the, the, um, players to, uh, to get better and stronger? When I first came in, uh, high intensity training was the kind of the, the end thing at that time. And so we used a lot of that. Um, the problem was, is that we weren't getting incredibly strong. And so Dave Enright, uh, one of our head football coaches, he, uh, he and I went to a bigger, faster, stronger clinic. And uh, we, I just saw this was perfect for what our class was, perfect for our kids. And we were on that until... The day I left it. Yeah, yeah. We, we made some variations from it. Like, we didn't run a true bigger, faster, strong. We use more auxiliaries than, than they usually do. And, and their system is a four-week system where you test on week five. And we made ours a six-week system and tested on week seven. Okay, okay. Uh, how did it fit into your teaching schedule? Did you have enough time? What was, what was the time like when, when you started there? Did any changes affect the... Uh, your, your lifting program. Also, we need to also mention that you had strength classes as well as coaching uh, athletes after school as well. Yes. Um, gosh, we went through so many schedules, as you know, at Perry. We were on a seven-period schedule when I first got there. Yep. You had maybe 40 minutes, so bigger, faster, stronger was awesome because you came up, you did the dot drill, only took a minute, you warmed up, quick stretch, and then you were able to, to get your core lifts in and some auxiliaries. But back then, we had our kids love to stay after. I mean, they, they would stay after and finish their workouts. And so we couldn't get everything done in that, that time frame. But then we went to block scheduling where I only saw them every other day. Every other day, right. So we had more time when we could get our lifts in. But one week I'd see them twice, the next week see them three times. So we had to adapt and change our program. And then again... Kids stayed after and, and finished up. Okay, okay. Um, any any um, group or any um, set of individuals that stand out? Uh, were there? Did you keep uh, records? Did you have boards? Did you have something that the kids could could do to see that they were making progress? Yes. The in our we had a book that Bigger, Faster, Stronger puts out. So it's really awesome that you break records every time you lift. You would break individual records and then Craig and I uh, his dad made help make and frame the our, our new boards that we got for all the lefts and total strength and 
somewhere, I guess those got got lost along the way. They're yeah, just too yeah. bad. But I think they're getting them back. They're finding out, you know, who was on those boards. Now, what, what was the purpose of the boards? I mean, uh, to be, to want to be one of the best. You know, to be yeah. in, in the show. You could see where you were compared to other people. Okay, so it was goal oriented. Yes, very. So goal-oriented. you know, you wanted to. If you wanted to be in the top 10 of lifts and power cleans, you know what you had to do to get there. And so people would strive, or the, the kids would strive to be there. Yeah, and a lot of kids told me when they first walked in as freshmen, they said, someday I want to be on that board. And so I think that was a, a big motivator. Okay. Were, were there any were there any, um, any body or any kids that you saw make a difference in all the programs through uh, as as you started seeing the um, success of all the programs is there anyone is are there any kids that stood out that you can oh, think of so many stood out uh, LeVar Brown who just this week was named president of an international company he was a guy that came there as a freshman and if you had told me he was going to be top of all our boards by the time and he missed phenomenal what he did yeah and, wasn't, uh, I wouldn't say a genetically, inherently gifted guy, but he just had such a desire and work ethic that he was never going to be denied. Yeah. And I, I think of your son, Alex. You know, Alex was a kid that, not an exceptionally naturally gifted athlete, but he made himself a Division One football player through his hard work and his dedication. Yeah. So there's so many that it's hard to put, you know, names on or numbers on names to people by just the relationships with those kids, it was just phenomenal. Yeah. How, how did the weight room change when those kids went through? Uh, I mean, as far as intensity? Oh, gosh, yeah. The intensity was through the roof. That class of 2002, man, it, it, they scared me some days. I thought they were going to kill each other. Because <laughs> they would get in each other's faces. And oh, yeah. Nobody, you couldn't quit. No. And you couldn't skip a set, couldn't nope. skip any reps. They, they were made each other responsible. Yeah. Yeah, for each other. Yeah, we were telling the story the other day with uh, Coach Potter and Coach Wade that we had to change our, uh, our warm ups before football games because that group of that group of uh, football players would be so intense that they'd be in there screaming for ten minutes, and by the time that we got out to the uh, football field, they were tired, <laughs> and so we had to we had to change our um, our warm up so that. We would stay on the field much longer, go in for just a minute or so, so they wouldn't scream at one another and get all <laughs> fired up. And then we'd come back out there and play the game. That's how intense it was. Uh, the weight room itself, as far as conditions go, it was hot. Oh, yeah. Summertime. I mean, that made us. I mean, you would know more of me because I was, you know, I would go up there with the track team, the football team. But the conditions in the weight room, you either melted or you got better. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I got a thermometer one year just to see how hot it got because we're upstairs and that heat rose. and It uh, it was brutal. I yeah. had a girl one time that I was teaching one of the lifts, and all of a sudden I look up and she just fell backwards. You know? <laughs> so Because of that. And um, how about um, – uh, this, uh, not Bishop Dullahan, but um, Ben Davis lift contest. How did that contest, how did that uh, How did that work with our kids as far as competition and so on? 
that was, I think, a big key thing for us because we got to see the Ben Davis kids train. And we, in order for us to compete with them, we had to be as strong as them or mm-hmm. stronger. And uh, we went in those first couple of years and we struggled. We were near the bottom of the 12 or 15 teams, whichever, whoever would show up. And each year we got better. And that's what I, how I judged it is that we were getting better. I and mean, then we had a five-year run where we finished second. Yeah. And probably should have won it the one year. And they <laughs> took away one of our lifts. Yeah, yeah. From, uh, and I think we'd won by a lot. Yeah. Had they not done they wouldn't do. They wouldn't do anything like that, would they? They wouldn't let Perry Meridian win that lift contest. They wouldn't let Perry Meridian win anything. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I went over to Ben Davis with a JV group, and Aaron Bryant, Aaron Demick, and I don't remember who else was on that team, but we were beating Ben Davis, and we were getting ready to win the game, and Dick Bellahan had just brought the varsity off the top of the top of the field where they're where they're um where they practice at and there was about a minute and something to go we were running the clock down and we had to punt the ball and it got down to like the plus 44 something like that they ran a play called timeout dick dullahan went and got trinity hines (laughs) who was their all-american field goal kicker brought him off the practice field, and he kicked the field goal to win the game. Uh, <laughs> yep. Now, I'm not saying that Dick cheated, but, you know, he, he Trinity Hines kicked that, kicked the field goal to win that game just so that he would not beat Perry Meridian. However, <laughs> this is a track story related to that, and it kind of made me, it kind of pissed me off that Dick Dullahan was going to speak at our old sports banquet. And he did speak, and that night we were we were running the uh, sectional track meet over at Decatur Central, and um, Ben Davis had always won the sectionals. Well, that night in in twenty oh three, we beat Ben Davis as he was giving the speech at Perry Meridian High School, and all the Ben Davis kids thought that they were going to win it. They were all hovering around the trophy, you know. And, you know, they started counting down and, you know, and fourth place was this school and fifth place was Southport and then, you know, second place. And our kids were on the bus, you know, and Dave Thornton, I go up to get our awards and stuff. Dave Thornton's coming down the uh, bleachers and he goes, Coach Jay, we won this. I said, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, man. He goes, no, man, we won by three points. And every God rest his soul, everybody knew that that Coach Thorne, he was the guy that was nothing but numbers. Oh, yeah. And then when um, um, Nikki Knight's mom come down the stairs, she goes, congratulations, Coach. I went, oh, hell, we have won it. I went out out to the bus and said, get your butts off that bus right now. This meet's not over with. They didn't know that they won. And all the Ben Davis kids were hovering around the trophy. And I was standing back like this. And they said, and in second place, Ben Davis. And you should have seen their kids' face like drop because they knew they'd never lost a sectional. And our kids just went bananas, (laughs) went crazy over that trophy because it's the first sectional title in track and field that Perry Meridian had had. 
you know, and a lot of that, you know, 22 of those guys that was on my track team, they were football players. And a lot of that comes from your strength program, track and field program, doing all the contests that we did, you know, Ben Davis lift contest, the hog boys out in Avon. So all those things played in uh, our success. And a lot of that was due to you and um, your contributions to the program. Okay, so we don't want to take that uh, lightly at all. Um, as a matter of fact, I still use your program. I still use Bigger, Faster, Stronger. I go over to the weight room three days a week. And as soon as I walk in, like next week, I start with Nebraska, you know. And then uh, after Nebraska, I start with three sets of three, five sets of five, five, four, three, two, one, ten, eight, six. Yeah. You know, and I don't do that intense stuff, but. I've just got it as a routine to keep it down. And the, the program was successful for our kids. I continue to use it because it's simple and you get stronger. Right. You know, is there, is there anything else that you, that you did to, uh, to help our athletes get better as far as strength, uh, strength wise? Uh, we had the good old death day leg days. And then we had, uh, <laughs> tell us about that. The death day, death day. Day leg days. Well, we, we knew that Perry, we weren't always the most physical or the toughest kids, and we wanted to make our kids tougher. So death day legs, I went to a clinic in Cincinnati, and the uh, <laughs> uh, strength coach at Ohio State now was at University of Cincinnati then, and he had some major big fellows, and they were crying. I mean, they were. <laughs> so I brought that back, and, and we used it with our kids. And it, actually, that group that we mentioned earlier, 2002 team, they graduated in three. They, they wanted to do that. They loved it because yeah. they, they found out who was tough and who wasn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, you if you, you couldn't quit, <laughs> but, but you didn't want to go on, So but you had to push through that, that pain and that little toughness, and it, I think it made our kids tough. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they walked awful funny after they... Uh, oh, man. <laughs> you filled up finished. some trash cans with some, <laughs> some vomit. <laughs> and that's a good thing. And, and, you know, the kids saw success... And the people that followed them as they were younger, you know, when they came up as freshmen, they jumped right in there and everybody just continued to uh, to get stronger. You know, there was no hiding, you know. Um, what about what about other programs that you that you helped uh, at Perry other than football and track or or some other teams that looked at your program and said, this is going to help us succeed? I think wrestling early. They were they were really they bought in and that that helped them a lot. Problem with those guys during the winter and they're all cutting weight. It's really hard for them to yeah. to be intense. But uh, I, I imagine there was some frustration with that. It was uh, it was hard because uh, I know some other schools that their athletes were getting bigger and stronger and ours kids were looking like prunes. <laughs> yeah, I I had to uh, my last couple of years of uh, coaching at Perry, I had to make sure that I watched the guys that wrestled that played football. I had them away because as it started getting close to wrestling season, you know, they start cutting weight. Right. How the hell can you cut weight? You know, we got some games to play. Right. You know, three weeks in, in left in the season and then going into the playoffs, you can't be cutting weight. And so I had to tell them, you know, get in there and get strong and keep, keep going. Yeah, you lose so much strength and, and stamina when you do that. It's I I, know, I always thought you should maybe get bigger and, and wrestle up, but yeah, 
I know that that's an old philosophy, and it's probably never going to go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, IHSA and all the different little rules they have, and you know, body weight and all that stuff. Now they're trying to control some of that, but still, you know, they get around it. They get around it. Kids, yeah. kids know how to play the game, like like everybody else. You know, they'll they'll get in the weight room. You probably I've seen kids get in the weight room and hide. You know, not hide. They're in there, but they're not doing any work. Right. So, we had a dad, and he actually coached at Southport. And one time he told one of our players, he goes, Toby's strength program isn't working for my son. Well, if he saw his son, if he worked as hard as working as he did hiding, that kid, <laughs> kid would have probably been okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we, we've had some kids that uh, decided that it was too tough, and they would go to other schools because – you know, they, they thought that your strength program um, wasn't benefiting them. And once again, lobby reality was they didn't really want to work that hard. Right. You know, so um, the success of the program has a lot to do with, you know, you and what you did for the uh, for the school and, and those athletes. And, and everybody that, that that's gone through Perry that I know of, you know, every year – they have an awards ceremony in which their favorite teacher or their favorite um, uh, coach is invited and is um, recognized by the athletes. And probably, I mean, I was awarded one time, so I must have sucked as a teacher. <laughs> you know, I love doing what I did. I enjoyed my job. I had fun in my history classes and so on, but you were always, always, you know, uh, recognized by students uh, probably, what, five, ten, twelve times? Yeah, but, yeah I mean, minimum. But, <laughs> but again, it's because, you know, you're only as good as, the coach is only as good as his players, yeah, yeah. and I, we had so many great kids come through that, yeah. and they, they didn't know anything but hard work, yeah. and, and those kids, I they they appreciate it and just it was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they went on to do some great things. You know, not not all of the things we they did was athletics, but you know, of course, you know when Mr. Head was the principal, athletics was something that he didn't want to talk about. You know, I mean, we're we're not going to be Ben Davis. We're, we're academics <laughs> first, you know, and we we try to we try to. We try to get our program stronger as coaches. We wanted to take the softness out of the program. I mean, even as far as anything that was soft in the program, when, when Potter and Wade, myself, and Clore and all those guys came through, we try to make our kids tougher. Because, you know, the antage or the idea of Perry Fairies, we hated that idea. Uh, we had those light blue uniforms. We friggin' hated those things. Because it was soft. It looked soft. And we were able to convince uh, Mr. Head to change the school colors to add navy to the colors so that we can get rid of that really light Columbia blue stuff because it was soft. We didn't want to be soft. And so as soon as he said yes, the next year nearly everything went to navy. And we, we kept the Columbia blue, but it was more of an accent as opposed to the main color. Right. An outline of a number. An outline or, of a number or on the side of a, you know, uniform pants or something like that. 
that's we just think didn't think that was tough, and we had to build toughness into the program. And, and I think you saw this because when Potter and you and Wade and all these people were in the program, we were we could compete with about anybody. Yeah. Then after you guys all left, you saw how the program kind of kind of changed. Changed because coaches bit. coaches that weren't from Perry Meridian or weren't around didn't understand that aspect. Right. Didn't, didn't know the history, didn't know the struggles we had to do to not be somebody's homecoming game. Right. You know, and that was one thing that we wanted to concentrate on is that you don't want to be somebody's homecoming game. And when that when you're somebody's homecoming game, that means that you're soft, you're not very good, and they expect to kick your ass. Yeah. And we said we got to change that attitude and make people respect us. And by the end of by the time that I stopped coaching Perry Meridian football and Perry Meridian track and field, it was respected. You know, we, we were competing against everybody. We, was, we weren't afraid of anyone. No. You know, so uh, that's kind of where we were. Yeah, it's, uh, and since that, that time, I think we had a coach from another area where their athletes are inherently tough kids. Right. And now uh, you kind of saw the beginning of a downslide, and he didn't want to do death day legs. He didn't want to do some of the things that we knew helped us a lot. We knew our kids, and he came from a, a, a program that was had always been successful. Number one, they had 5,000 students, and they had always been winning. You know, well, not always, but in recent decades, they had been winning and just thought that that would um, equate to Perry Meridian, and it just just wasn't so because those kids, our kids, aren't their kids, and so that was kind of uh, a negative to the program, and we just never got over that hump. Yeah, and I, I saw coaches come in in the later years that didn't want to hit. I think they were worried about getting kids hurt, but you know what? You got to hit. You, yeah, you can't go into a Friday night and not have not have had any really serious contact right sixty percent fifty percent you gotta go you gotta hit you right. gotta tackle you gotta block right right and that's all part of it and, and once the kids get got used to that they didn't think anything of it you know I mean once or twice a week you know it, it, me as the defensive coordinator you know I was gonna do three to make ten I mean it was almost full and it just it just built that attitude in that we could be a little bit better and we can get past we can get past the idea of, of not being as good and there's going to be some close game that we're going to win because of what we've done in the weight room because of what we've done on the field and the preparation to uh, prepare for the game okay all right well um, I think we're gonna we're gonna end this episode here I really appreciate coach Mike Tomey uh, uh, the world's greatest strength coach at Perry Meridian, uh, visiting. And um, down the road, we may have him come back sometime. He's always welcome to come back. And um, we'll have some other ideas. And if he's something that he thinks about that we haven't discussed, we'll always be able to bring it up and, and uh, talk about it later. Great. Okay. All Thanks, right. Coach Jay. Appreciate that, Mike. Appreciate it. We have come together to fight for victory. Best friends with one another. Two, two, five. Like one big family. Zero. So come on, Eagle my strong. Falcons. Let's, let's join in on the fun. One. 
Our team is filed and ready strong to fight for number one. Cover one. Our team includes one, many three, seven, things to help us win this fight. Guts one, cover wide, poise, zero, to show one, us three, what is right. Cover three. And if we don't do what is right, one, seven, we'll find out what is wrong. Three. Our Base, team will never three. give up. Our three, team one, will seven. never give up. Our Kamikaze. team will never give up. Cover zero. We've been fighting for too long.